What's going on, everybody? Tony and Austin here. This is the Great Girth Podcast. Austin, buddy, I'd ask how you've been, but I've been with you all fucking day. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to begin with that. Um, <clears throat> full on the exhausted train. Yeah, I'm really fucking tired, but I'm glad we decided to do this now instead of in the morning where I would have been super tired and probably a dumbass like on this thing. I'd be sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like words, words. <laughs> but <clears throat> I did bring something to the table today. I figured why not talk about places that we quit or left jobs or got fired. I mean, I got one of those. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I got one of those. But like, um, fuck it, I'll start just because I'm older. <laughs> so my first real job, and it's actually the first one that I left. I told my parents I got fired, but I just, I left because it was get fired or leave. So I worked at a haunted house. I'm not going to say which one, but it was one of the popular ones. They used to be off of Brighton Boulevard, then they moved over to Swansea. <laughs> yeah, you probably know what I'm talking about. But, like, I worked there for a full fucking, like, year. And then, you know, all went well, and fucking I had a good time. I loved it. Well, I decided to go back a second time just because, you know, I, I enjoyed it. So I go back. The first month is going by smoothly, and then I ran into a problem where basically the role I was given was I'm a drill sergeant, I'm supposed to be a dick. So, like, full metal jacket minus the language and the right. dirty-ass content. Well, I started teasing women based off of, like, the way they looked and shit like that, and I, I made a remark about a woman who screamed. I was like, are those the fucking sounds you make at night? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I was just, I was basically being a prick. And you got to remember, I'm, like, 18, 17, maybe. So, you know, like, I was not taking this job seriously well i guess she went and reported me and she threatened to call diversion or something like that this is all based off of what i was told by the manager and all that because she was, I was called diversion but for sure no one ever called her diversion yeah <laughs> <laughs> well because of this stupid bitch dude who couldn't take a joke i get pulled into an office to talk to a guy that i almost like never see our super our floor manager's name was ty i don't know his real name that was just what everyone called him he was all right, but he was kind of an asshole. He's the one that pulls me back there with one of his lead actors that he probably was fucking, but nobody wanted to say anything about it. We all knew what was up. But basically, after all that bullshit, I'm having a good time, and I get pulled in the back by both those two just to go see my fat-ass boss who does nothing in general and to see another guy who, like I said, I barely ever fucking see. And he's like, tell me all about this. Did you say this to this person? I was like, no. What I said was... Basically, they asked me, she said that you said you wanted to make those type of noises with her in bed. I'm like, that is not at all what I said. I didn't even close. That bitch is a liar. Like, I said it straight up, too. Like, well, it was, okay, I was 17. I was like, that cunt's a liar. (laughs) So, like, I went really extreme with it. I told him what I did, and he's like, all right, look, they threatened to call diversion. The only way we can protect you is if we get rid of your file that we have, because if police show up, they're going to ask to look under your shit. Long story short, they were like, we're going to have to ask you to go home, and we won't be able to keep paying you. And I'm like, okay, so am I being fired or... And the guy's, yeah, he's looking at me, he's like, well, it's kind of up to you. I mean, do you want to finish the night out? We'd rather protect you. I was like, I already know where this is going. So I shook his hand, I said, hey, thanks for the opportunity, but I'm just going to fucking go home. Like, fuck that. 
I'm a kid, dude. I got to go to school the next fucking morning anyway. <laughs> right. So I, I go home, sitting there pissed off about it. But then I'm like, also freaking out like, fuck, the cops going to come looking for me. <laughs> shit. Really, in hindsight, I found out that, uh, I found out from a couple of people I worked there with that I still talk to today. They had said that when that lady made that report, nothing ever actually happened. The cops never showed up. Nothing like that. Right. They went and they made that report, but then they went home and called the police. Police showed up and were like, what do you want to do? And they basically chose not to do shit. Because the manager... What are you going to do? Yeah, well, the managers never received any phone calls for anything. Just that they, a cop called following up on them. They're like, well, this is what happened. They're like, okay, well, they're not pressing charges or nothing. We're just doing our part. That was it. So I was sent home over a technicality, basically. It was those useless shits. So I was like, uh, I received a phone call... Uh, about a month before the next year is in. But by then, I already have a bunch of other jobs I'm working on. And it was the same manager that told me to leave who called and said, hey, you're still on good terms with us. We'd love to have you back. You know, we meant what we said about protecting you. And I was like, no, 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 whatever. But I loved that job. So I was like, why not, dude? I need money. It's my last year of high school. I'll go check it out. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't take it seriously. I went in there for like a month, and I was like, I hate this fucking place. Like, (laughs) it was just... I was so fucking mad about how that whole thing went down, dude. And I thought maybe I was just being childish, but even to this day, I probably shouldn't have went back. That whole thing was terrible. It was dumb. I felt stupid being around. Basically, what I said was, hey, um, I need to talk to you. And I go talk to this same guy. And we get in the back, and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and take off. And he's like, dude, come on. Don't do this to me. Like, what can I do to get you to stay? And I was like, there's not a thing you can do, man. I just got a bad taste in my mouth. And he's like, hold on. You waited a month to tell me this. You know you can't do this in the real world with a real job, right? And I was like, you're right. This is not a real job. That's why I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had nothing further to say to him. Like, He was chasing me out talking to me. And I was like, dude, there's nothing you could say. All I'm going to tell you is I didn't take this seriously like I should have. I'm a little pissed off at how things went. I don't know why it took so long. I think it took me to come back here to realize I don't need to be here. So thanks, but I'm fucking gone. I'm not staying overnight. I'm not waiting for you to refine a replacement, you're not going to find one. We're only active for six fucking weeks, so. Right. And I walked out of there. That was the first real job I ever had. Before I get on to the next, though, it is your turn. Yeah, that's right. We're going to springboard this. My my first job was in high school. I worked for Wendy's. Nice. I uh, Some very effeminate man hired me. He was the general manager. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, okay, let's start work. So I started work there, and about a month and a half after, he left, and they brought a new general manager. Yeah. Uh, Two weeks later, a new general manager. Three weeks later, a new general manager. A month later, fucking you, basically. They gave another general manager. And the final general manager was the most... um, Incompetent loser I've ever met in my entire life. I thought you were chewing out over the phone. <laughs> no, no, that's a different job. Anyway, like, keep like, going. Sorry, like he's fought, like he's freaking five. He was he pretty much treated the job like he was a five year old running a freaking you know the like you know how a five year old would bring you like plastic food be like here eat this yeah what yeah. do you want he, he ran a restaurant like a five year old running a restaurant out of his playhouse <laughs> um, it pissed me off he didn't know what he's doing. And so I have a I have a, a medical issue where I get severe migraines sometimes. Right, right. And um, when I, I get them real bad, sometimes I can't speak. It makes my entire mouth and tongue numb. So I, I, so when I try to it talk, happens, it sounds yeah. like that. So what it happens one day before I head to work, and so I have my grandma call for me because I can't speak. Right. 
And Grandma goes, Austin's having a bad migraine. He can't come in today. They say, okay. Hang up the phone. I come in the next day and I get chewed out by my by my by this guy. Hey, um, if you're gonna call out, you need to do it and ha- have your mommy call for you. You're an adult. And I was like, um, FYI, I had a medical issue. You retard, yeah, you fucking asshole. I hated. That. And I was like, I had a medical issue. I could not speak. I physically couldn't speak. Bro, we so talked out. I would, like I would answer the phone and um, then what? What would that solve? He goes, Oh, I didn't know. I was like, You don't know a lot of crap. Like how to run yeah, this place. Exactly. And I walked off, and so after that, he got pissed off at me. <laughs> And um, in high school, I had a rule. I don't work Sundays because yeah. I go to church on Sunday mornings. Absolutely. And so he scheduled me for Sunday all month. And I said, I'm not working Sundays. He said, um, yeah, you are. I scheduled you. I said, well, it, in my employment contract, my initial employment contract, I don't work Sundays. Um, so I won't be coming in Sunday. You can't literally fire me. He goes, well, guess what? You can either come in Sunday or not come in at all. So I didn't come in at all. I I call. I didn't even call out. I just call, no called, no showed. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After that happened, and I was their I was their freaking um, lead manager <laughs> oh, shit. for those times. So I was like, I, "You said don't come at all. I won't come at all. Good luck finding someone to cover my shift, retard." Yep, that's exactly how that works. Hey, fuck you, Tito. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking. I know Tito pulled an eighty-hour-a-week that week. Oh, that's that's <laughs> his fault. It's his fault. Because <laughs> not only did he have to cover my Friday twelve-hour shift, yeah, he then needed to cover my ten-hour shift on Saturday. Yeah, that's the person being the supervisor. And my, my eight-hour shift on Sunday. Right, right. And he had to cover all those plus his twelve-hour shifts every day. Mm. Fuck it. Fuck all that bullshit. <laughs> So my the next job I worked, actually this. So this one wasn't temporary or seasonal like the haunted house was. That was a span of like three years. But I was still. Did you just rip the house and I'm like right next to you? I was like, okay, you this is gonna pig. be quiet. <laughs> oh no, um, <laughs> that's how the story's gonna go. Actually, so it was a job I got from a family member. And I was kind of, like, iffy about telling the story, but now I'm like, you know what, fuck it, because one day I could actually become famous off this, and I might get censored, so basically I might not be able to tell this story. And I don't care who finds out and gets mad at me, so I'm going to tell it anyway. But... Is it the retarded people? Yeah. The... The yeah. fucking asshole family. Yeah. yeah. So, it was a family member, which... That family member wasn't bad. Right. And I still have no, like, ill feeling towards that family member, but... I've made it a life goal of mine to ensure that I will forever and always hate her side of the family. <laughs> Hate's a strong word, too, even as a Christian. But anyway, she offers me this job because I had texted her and asked her, you know, like, hey, aunt, can you, um, can you offer me a job? Like, you got anything for me? And I was really dumb about it. And she was flat out like, yeah, I got something for you. It's seven twenty-two an hour. Uh, it's dishwasher position. It's really hard and it's very tough. But it's starting and, you know, you work whatever. You work split split shifts. So a uh, majority of what I was working was, like, the busy schedule, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. But then during the week, it was, like, 1 to 4 p.m., go home, come back at, like, 9, do 9 to closing. Like, right. It was weird shit, but it was so I could get, at the very least, like, 20 hours. It was something small. I know that. 
at the time it paid decent money for me because I was like a kid. I didn't have any responsibilities, you know. So I go do it, and right off the bat, from the first day, I could tell it's going to suck. But bear in mind, I'm a fucking high school kid. I don't have any actual work ethic or stability. Right. So it's I'm not taking it seriously anyway, and I'm really not good at it. I've even got coworkers like laughing at me, yelling at me. And nothing's <laughs> worse than that, too, when you're a fucking kid and they're just making you feel like shit. But you want to learn and you want to try, but they don't see that because they just get a first impression, which, you know, hey, first impression. Like, yo, Tony, cut those bushes better. <laughs> like, hey, man. Do you think you're fast or something? Because you are slow, bro. Like, you are a slow row. Like, they would talk so much shit. Now, I did that for a few months, and bro, I actually... RTD special access slow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually doing good at it, too. Like, I got much better. I was actually starting to enjoy it a little bit. It was just hard, because when you're a dishwasher, you gotta fucking clean everything. Any restaurant I've worked in, man... You're the death squad. Like, they make you clean fucking everything. All the waiters and all the busters and all the prissy fucking bitch-ass waitresses, they all get to go home first before you, including the manager. You're, like, the last person yep. there. Bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, dude. You're nothing. You get treated like nothing. You get fed nothing. Like, what I got was food from the restaurant taken out of my paychecks. Ooh. Yeah, like, that's the most fucked up part of it. I'm pretty sure I would have had, like, a full paycheck if I wouldn't have eaten there every night. Too bad they didn't have Grubhub. Yeah. So you could steal it off the Grubhub table. <laughs> Just be like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to get all these fuckers and put guacamole on it. <laughs> That's how that used to be, though. I'd go ask for something. So there was a waitress that was nice to me. She'd come in every day. Hey, babe, what would you like? Hey, honey. That's how she talked to everybody. But I was like, I was young. I was like, man, she likes me. And they're like, nah, bro. She likes everybody. <laughs> like, you're not special. She offers, you know, like, hey, what would you like? I'll get it ready and ringed up when you're going to take your lunch. And I always ordered because, dude, A, I'm not really big on Mexican food. I like it, but it depends where it's from. B, I saw where it was coming from, like how they were treating it. <laughs> I was like, no. And so I just, I only ordered the cheeseburger with mushrooms in it and fries because those were the only things that were pre-cooked. Like, they were already packaged. They weren't fucking from King Supers, dropped into the soap jar, and then, oh, whoops, <laughs> dropped into the salsa bin. Whoops. And then fucking, yeah, but, like, I would eat those every fucking day, and that's a whole meal. That's $8. It's eight bucks Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. <laughs> like, right. But anyway, um, I was actually getting good at it, but the reason I had quit is because one night I'm stuck with the, the primary guy that works with me who's an asshole we come in, and another guy comes in. And the lady that scheduled us is like, well, wait a minute. Um, I can't believe all three of you are here. Only two of you need to be here. Which one of you wants to go home? Well, I take a moment to look at them to be respectful. One's like, I don't need to be here. You do, and you can have fun. And they just fucking left. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, I just you fucking dirtbag. Yeah, but like, here's the thing, bro. When you're that young, your parents make you feel guilty for being lazy or <laughs> being a kid, you know? That's the first thing what they would have said was, you need to learn that in life, you just have to work. It's not about you, dude. Like, you got you got to make money. You can't call off, and that, you're not going to keep a job doing it. Granted, that's kind of a bunch of bullshit. But <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, I can hear my dad's voice right here in my ear fucking telling me how I'm going to be useless if I act like that. So I was like, I'm just going to man up and do it, but I'm still pissed at that guy. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck it. He's nobody, dude. He was a meth head. His name was Arturo. <laughs> Arturo. Arturo. But, like, fucking, I called him retardo. Like, I, just, I couldn't stand the fucking guy. He looked like a wannabe. Dude, he looked like a wannabe fucking Sons of Anarchy if it was Mexican. A Mayan MC. There he was. That was him <laughs> with a, like, fucking ghetto mustache. 
He lived right across the street, dude. El Chapecito. Yeah, bro. Like, that dude probably had bed bugs. He was an asshole. <laughs> but anyway, he fucking takes off. I'm stuck there. And I was like, eh, it's Friday night. I can handle it with the other guy. I'll, I'll be fine. Dude, this guy was so big. He ate a lot. He sweat a lot. He fell over a lot. Like, <laughs> he was unreliable. I'm a kid. I'm unreliable. It's a fucking nightmare. I don't actually get out till like, 2 in the morning. <laughs> Manager's all pissed off at me. And I was like, like, I was so mad at that guy. The next day is when I finally am sitting there. And he's talking shit. Like, you're slow. Come on, Ange. You're being slow. This and that. And I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? And, like, I threw my little spatula down. I was <laughs> using the scrape shit. I was like, you can be on fucking food detail. Switch me since I'm so fucking slow. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Huh? Are you going to hose everything faster than me? And I was like, no, nah, watch this. And I fucking hosed him. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he lunged at me and shit. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so we get taken in the back and the scheduling manager talks to us and everything's fine we worked it out but i'd already made my decision i knew it that morning i was like i'm fucking done with this place i'm tired of it i want to hang out with my friends and my girlfriend (laughs) what else do i gotta do as a teenager these checks aren't even fucking worth it i'll find another job keep in mind this was before covid but like (laughs) way yeah like this was before i had to worry about shit and i like i said i was in fucking high school basically so i i've that day i decided you know what i'm gonna let her know I let the scheduling manager know I'm quitting. And she's like, in the real world, you give a two-week notice. And I'm like, bro, what is with that term? I'm getting this is a restaurant, bro. This is a fucking restaurant. Yeah, I was like, I'm a Your turnover sits at 6%. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I was doing fine here until motherfucker started fucking with me. Like, he made it a personal vendetta. And every time I tried to be on his good side, every time I thought things were going great, he did things to fuck with me. Like... This guy had been there for 10 years. That tells you something. 10 years and he's still a dishwasher. So anyway, he was like, hey, and I'm sorry about my attitude yesterday. This is just an example of one thing. He's like, hey, man, I'm sorry about my attitude. I wanted to make it up to you. I left you a smoke out in the back. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got excited. I go out there. This fucking thing was a halfy, dude. It was an already smoked roach. I was like, motherfucker, I'm so mad. Like, <laughs> disrespect. The amount of disrespect. That was one of them. <laughs> Many of things, though, but finally I was just like, fuck it. This is another, I'm a kid, I want to go do me in the world. So, yeah, I told her. It's like, you can't do it in the real world. I'm like, that's fine. Uh, the real world ain't ready for me yet. Boom. And then I just fucking <laughs> mic drop. Well, I mean, I fucking apron dropped, and then I, like, I walked out. <laughs> and I was like, well, on to the next job. <laughs> but fuck that place and that family. I'm glad I got out of there. So my, my second job, uh, my pastor's wife um was a like a principal at a a large chain of preschools mm. um and like day schools with, um it's called La Petite Academy oh no <laughs> <laughs> um La Petite um dinero if you know what I'm saying all right <laughs> um so um they brought me in to do um summer summer camp for yeah. middle schoolers and stuff like that. So I got there and we did that for a while and then she they then they liked me. Right. And they're like, "Okay, so we liked you in summer school. Can you would you like to be a preschool teacher's helper?" Yeah. And they're like, "We're going to pair you up with this teacher. She's the best teacher. She's going to teach you all this stuff." I'm like, "Yes." So again, first week's great with this teacher. Mm-hmm. This teacher gets breast cancer and dies. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at all. I'm like, oh God. And so my pastor's wife comes, well, Austin, 
well, you're not certified or anything, so you can't like take over the class. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you're like, mm. uh, so we got we found a new teacher to hire, and this lady is the dumbest woman. <laughs> I swear, oh my god, she she <laughs> said, like, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> <in front of laughs> <the fish." laughs> having out of body experiences. But she used to, like, when kids were, like, not listening to her, she'd, like, grab them by the arm and lift them up by one arm and carry them around. <laughs> Breaking their fucking stomach. And I'm like, bro, you can't do that. You're going to dislocate dude's little dude's arm. And she's like, don't talk back to me. I'm your boss. And so I... Passive aggressive. So like, I got all triggered. And, like, I went to my uh, pastor's wife and I was like, hey, yo, um... She's like picking these kids up by one arm. She's gonna dislocate the arm. So she runs in, she chews her out. But she would not plan lessons for the day. Walk in, sit down in the corner, and say, "Okay, Austin, teach them the letter C." And so I'm the teacher in this room, not certified, zero training. So these oh, kids are God. screaming, and I'm and I'm like a at this point I'm I'm a 19 year old dude right. in a room full of a bunch of preschoolers. And it's like kindergarten cop. The run, and finally, I got pissed. I was like, I was like, yo, <laughs> be quiet. And so they all be quiet, and they're all like all sad. And I'm like, okay, let's 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 sing a song. Oh no, I fucked up. <laughs> and then let's sing a song. Right. So we're singing. The bear went over the mountain. The bear. Went over. And then one of the little girls goes, "What did the bear see?" I was like, and I just made a remark. To the teacher, I laughed like under my breath. I was like, this is probably some dude with some 45. The little bear ain't coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, cute. this little girl named Sophia heard me. Oh, no. And so she's singing in the car. The bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. And he saw some dude with a 45. And, oh, and Teddy ain't coming home. Next day, this... this Stereotypical white Karen mom with yoga pants and a, and oh, a diaper pissed. bag right. hustling into this thing. <laughs> Slams the door open. Oh, fuck. Goes, I need to speak to the manager. Oh, and so my my pastor's wife takes her in and they're talking for like 15 minutes. Right. And we're like, we know that's one of our kids' moms. And we're like, I wonder what happened. She walks out. She goes and sits down. And, miss, and my... um. Pastor's wife walks in. He goes, Austin, can I talk to you in the office? She's like, so do you know what um, Sophie asked her parents about today? I was like, what's that? She, said, she asked her dad, what a 45 <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Wow, like, oh, man. She goes, so because of something you said, right. a set of parents had to have a discussion with a preschooler about calibers of ammunition <laughs> and why the bear wasn't coming home because the bear got shot oh, <laughs> I was like, oh no and so she goes that's bad we're gonna have to write you up for it but it's not that bad to get rid of we walk and so we get up and we walk back in the classroom all of us together including yeah. sophie's mom and sophie's leading the group of kids Singing the bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. And he saw a forty-five and Teddy ain't coming off the entire classroom. They fired me. <laughs> like, nah, you, you gotta go home. <laughs> uh, my pastor's wife was like, Austin, I love you, but like corporate's getting called about this, I guarantee you it. 
and I have yeah. to cover my butt and say that the person who's responsible got fired. <laughs> so I had a class full of um, preschoolers who who all went home that day, asked their parents about who got a lesson I'll from a little Hispanic girl <laughs> about about guns and hunting bears and shooting bears and bringing them home. And oh, shit, there you go. Austin ended up fucking up a whole class. <laughs> Those kids are probably like, I can't sing that song anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see, what was my third? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this one was actually like, I kind of hate telling this one, but I'm going to anyway. So right after my botched fucking dishwasher Mexican eatery thing, my dad's in my head about how I need to get a job, I need to get a job. So basically, I'm like on the verge of getting out of high school. I'm about to graduate. But he's still got that shit in my head. I'm like, yeah, I probably should get a job because, A, as a teenager, you just want money so you can pay for everything, you know? Right. Otherwise, your parents don't give it to you. And so I learned that the hard way. Well, I went and applied for McDonald's. What pissed me off about this is the guy that hired me, he was cool, but he was a dirtbag. So, like, I go in there. I'm eating food with my mom and them. McDonald's, you know, fucking, I'm enjoying it. The manager's right there filling out applications, helping people, well, helping people fill them out. He's doing interviews. And my mom was like, go get an application, Tony. Like, come on, go. Don't be lazy. You need a job. Go. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, parents always telling the truth and shit. So I get up, dude. I go over there. And I'm like, um, excuse me, is there a kind of an application? And he's like, sit down. Let's have an interview. And I was like, oh, all right. And he's like, what can you do? And I'm like, uh, I can learn really fast. And he's like, okay, that's not a good way to start an interview. And next time, buddy, shorts and a, a beard, you know, it's, you're going to have to cut that and you're going to have to wear something nice. Just saying next time, I like you and I'll, I can already tell I'm going to hire you, but something you might want to keep in mind for, you know, your future. And I was like, okay, first off, motherfucker, I didn't come here looking for a job. I came here for a fucking McDouble. Like, <laughs> like don't judge me. Well, I, I actually ended up getting the job because of it. I came for a McDouble much. cheeseburger, not a McDouble shift. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, I go to their corporate office and dude, the amount of shit you have to go through just to work at a McDonald's is astounding. All for me to get paid like eight bucks an hour, if that. And to be a fry master, because they found out right away that I sucked at the register and I sucked <laughs> at cleaning because I took forever. Which, to my defense, was on purpose. I didn't want to do anything. I was like, fuck this place. I hate this job. You know, and I'm like, but yeah, I'm working with some cool people, so I'm learning some shit. And I ended up mastering the fry master. That's what they call it. I mastered that fucking machine. I was good at it. I had a very big problem with my manager, as per usual. She was my age. Right. So, yeah, she's a little fucking asshole. But anyway, we just fought a lot because she thought she was better than everybody because, you know, she's a teenager who thinks that she runs the world because she's the manager and always made me fucking go home late, always having me come in on my days off. Made the whole experience suck. But my mom and my dad were like, you're just being negative. you got to learn to deal with it. It's a job. The only good thing that came out of that fucking job is I learned how to cook food and where my food comes from that I stuff in my fat-ass body when I go there, you know, and, like, I learned a lot about math, believe it or not. Like, I figured out how to basically portion fries. Because every time we ran out, I had to go into the back. And in the back freezer, they had pallets of fries. You wouldn't believe how many fucking pallets they had. But there were so many that even when we were, like, maybe one shelf was empty, boom, they restocked it the next right. day. Well, I'd go in there. I'm like, okay, I need, like, this many boxes. Like, I was getting good at this shit. And I was pouring them in, dude. One day, it was fucking fantastic dude i had people tell me how much they love their shit they're like the guy in the back doing the fries amazing these are perfect like because he had a shitty day they kept somebody kept fucking up his fries in the morning right so i come in and that's when i fixed everything i was like 
Boom, dude, off to a good start. Mm. And I took some fries from the thing and ate it myself. <laughs> Something you're not supposed to do. Dude, at Wendy's, all the time, <laughs> stick a chicken nugget in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that place. Well, anyway, I'm doing great, dude. I go get two boxes. I put them in. I'm loading them in the machine because the machine has a turner that drops them into the basket. Then you drop the basket in. I got all baskets loaded. Dude, it's rush time. The manager's just like, Angela. And I was like, uh. She's like, go make tea. And I was like, well, you fucking bitch. I was doing great. Like, you fucked up my concentration. <laughs> I don't know how to make tea. And, dude, sure enough, it just made my life miserable because I didn't know how to make this shit. She's showing me. The fry started burning. Like, nobody's paying attention. I get yelled at for it. And I'm like, okay, calm down. It's going to be like this. Like, this is what life is all about. Oh, my God. I can't believe I have that mindset. Like, everyone for, I've for ever talked to. joint. Everyone I've ever talked to who's worked at McDonald's says it's the most oppressive, oh my God, depressing thing on the planet. It's all, next to my other job at Walmart. It's fucking terrible. Well, anyway, they, that fucked me up. And because of that, I got to stay and clean everything. That was my fucking punishment. I was like, Jesus Christ, whatever. That's one thing. The biggest reason I quit that job was... The fact that, okay, so, like, my mom was driving me there and back. And it wasn't far from where I lived. It was about a mile and a half walk, maybe two. But that's pretty fucking far, considering I'm an overweight kid. Especially after you do, like, an eight-hour shift where you're standing in your feet. Uh, yeah, dude. Or I just got home from school, and I've got to go there now. And where I lived in Henderson, we didn't have a lot of sidewalks at the time like they do now. They're very fully developed now. But when that McDonald's opened up there, it was the only thing on that block. So the only way to get there was from the highway. The highway has no sidewalks. <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was walk down the fucking sidewalk from my house all the way out to the uh, entrance where, you know, it said River Oaks Homes. Walk on the side of the street where the cornfield was, cross this big ass highway, walk through a desert road just to get there. It was kind of horrifying. I ran into some snakes one time. Well, my mom straight told me, like, I'm not taking you to work anymore and I'm... You're going to have to figure this out. Welcome to the real world. Not that she was trying to be rude, but, like, she had a point. And she's also like, you know what? If you want this so bad, you should figure this out. It's not that far. You can get out and walk. But, again, it was just like, that's a far walk for $8. Like, that ain't a lot, right. you know? And I'm only working four hours. They won't schedule me eight hours. Like, they did at the beginning, but then they started cutting it. Because they are hiring more people and other reasons, you know, corporate reasons. Well, anyway, that was one reason, but... It didn't hit me until the day I was dealing with the scheduling manager. And she told me that I was going to be training somebody on the fries. And I was like, okay, I've never trained anybody before. And they're like, just do what you do. And I was like, all right, I'm teaching this person. It seems like I'm doing an okay job. But it turns out they were mad that I was teaching her how to do it my way. Not the McDonald's way, right. but my way. And I was like, my way is faster. Like, it's efficient. It works. There's nothing wrong with it. And they're like, you broke three violations, Okay. First off, you're not putting the gloves on when you're turning the knob to get the fries. And I'm like, the fucking machine gets sanitized every 30 minutes. What are you talking about? Like, oh, my God. Here, get the goddamn gloves on. They're like, okay, what you're doing is you're arguing with a superior. I'm going to dock you some points on that. I'm like, what's these fucking points for? Yeah, like, are you kidding me? And I was like, I know I'm a kid, dude, but I'm not stupid. And, like, what are these points for? So they wrote me up for arguing with the scheduling manager over how I was training another person. But even the person was like, no, 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 look, I understand the mistakes he made, I read the, you know, I did all the training modules. I even talked to him about it, and he explained to me, okay, don't do what I just did, but this is basically what you got to do. Just do it the correct way. And they're like, okay, but he already fucked up, so he's going to have to deal with the mess. Not you, him. And they said that to this person in front of me. 
Yeah, this scheduling manager, A, spoke broken English, so it was hard to understand her. I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. And B, she was just a bitch, dude. And then C, who scolds an employee in front of other employees? That is the most unprofessional thing that has ever happened. That's one up. I've dealt with some assholes, but I think that's not only unprofessional, but that's kind of fucking pathetic. I, I think there are some times when you, like, when I well, was a manager. certain situations, yes. And, it's usually, and usually you're not supposed to scold um, employees in front of other employees. You're supposed to openly outward train. Yes. But, like, in front of everybody, you're scolding them and everyone else is getting uncomfortable and awkward. And then they get involved in on it. Right. And they're getting yelled at. Like, it was such a bad scene. I'm like, really, dude? All this over training one person? So, you know, that fucked up my day. But the rest of the day got fucked up when somebody fucked up a guy's order and I get thrown out on um, reserve duty, which is where they make you go outside to the reserve spots and give people their shit. I go out there, this Josh Brolin-looking motherfucker gets his stuff, and apparently it's wrong. He's like, this is not what the fuck I ordered. Every time I come here, I swear to God, you fucking ham and eggers can't get this shit right. And I was like, what's a ham and egger? Like, that's my first thought, dude. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, is that how you talk to somebody with customer service? Are you sure? Do you want your paycheck? And I was like, Listen, dick, do you want me to... Like, I, I just lost it, dude. So he reported me, and I got in trouble for that, too. But they were like, you know, he was an asshole. We'll defend you there. I thought everything was clear. I have to tell you a story really quick. Go for it. I was at McDonald's the other day, and some dude comes storming in the building, slams his um freaking box on, opens it up, and goes... How hard is this to fucking make this a double? It's supposed to be a double quarter pounder. It's not a, a double. Shit, what the dude. fuck? How hard is it to make it a double? And he's pissed off and screaming at this poor, like, 16-year-old girl. Oh, my God. And I was like, whoa, 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 calm down, bro. And she opened up the box, and she lifts it up and goes, it is a fucking double. Closes it, threw it at him, and walked out. Oh, damn, bro. Props. Like, I was I'm just always like, to do some shit like slow that. Slow clap. For real, I, like the Sounds amount of bad. insults. Because here's the thing, man. I've been on both sides of the fence. It sucks being the employee, the employee that's getting scolded by the fucking customer. It sucks being the customer and your shit's wrong and you feel like they're just being retarded. Because there, okay, like there are some shitty people, like beyond belief. But people, listen, people. The people at the goddamn register. It's not their fault your sandwich has pickles on it, you retard. Yeah. And there's no reason for you to go have a giant hissy fit and call people names because there's pickles on your sandwich. What are you, four years old? Yeah, pickles go on a sandwich. Just deal with it. <laughs> like, you take that off. I have, I, I never get pickles on my Big Mac, okay? Right. Routinely like, still get People still routinely put it on. It takes me one second to go. So just pull it off. Oh. Right, Freaking, it'll be fine. I hate people like that. Oh, I know, dude. That's that was another that that fucking guy. Like basically, after he reported me, you know, they gave me that talking, but the manager was like, "It's fine. He was a prick, so we're just gonna leave it be." Well, he ended up writing it down in his notes at the end of his fucking day, and the manager who comes on is like, not the owner of the the store, but she's basically like close in line to it. So right, she like uh, deals with a couple of the locations, so she's a big boss. She finds this and writes me up. And I was like, whoa, I was told this was taken care of and everything would be fine. And she was like, are you kidding? You were disrespectful to your superior. You uh, you insulted the customer. All this crazy shit. And I was like, dude, you, I swear to God, you guys always do this shit. You have poor communication. And, you know, she gave me that, like, don't you fucking talk back to me, young man. Like, 
gave me that little spill, and I was like, oh, this bitch. And basically what she told me was, I'm cutting your hours. I'm going to cut your hours. You'll still work here, but you are being written up. This is your first offense. I will cut your hours tomorrow instead of coming in at 8 a.m. You're coming in four hours after. And so I would only get like two hours that day. There's no reason to That was a fucking slap in the face. I was like, whatever, dude. I go home and I'm all pissed off about it. I don't tell my mom and them about it. And then my mom hits me with it again. Like, how are you getting to work tomorrow? And I was like, oh, my God. I fucking forgot. Which meant I had to get up super early and shit to walk. And I was like, dude, I don't want to do this shit. But I know if I quit, I'm just proving their point that I just quit everything I start. And, right. But then I'm sitting like two hours, a job that's just not worth it anymore at this point. Because I'm getting scolded left and right for learning. Like, come on. And nobody... There's no leadership in those places, man. Right. A lot of the managers are people that are your age or they're fucking really, really old and they don't know how to deal with young kids. That's the hardest part. And I was just like, fuck all these problems. And then I did the same thing I did with my other jobs. I was like, fuck it. I'll go find a new one. It ain't that important. But I was a little vindictive with this. I called her. I was like, hey, Yerdy, how's it going? Yeah, listen, I quit. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I quit. I'm not coming in. She was like, are you sure? I was like, bitch. <laughs> two you, hours. Yeah, I was like, two hours. That's exactly what I was, I was like. Two fucking hours. Oh, my God. You are so lucky you are an older woman and I respect you. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Like, I just fucking, before I said anything further, I hung up on her. She calls me back and she's like, listen, asshole. Nobody quits at the drop of the hat, especially in my fucking presence. And I was like, excuse Who me? do you think you are? Yeah, and I was like. Bro, I'll return those uniforms tomorrow after I've done taking a shit on them. And I just hung up. And I went to my mom, like, hey, I quit. I'm not going to work. And she That's like, why when you work at places like this, listen to me. People who work at these places. when So say you're going to quit. Quit the day after you get your paycheck. Yeah, that was my first lesson. So that they can't deduct from you. So you don't have to go back there and return the uniforms. Oh, my God. I know, dude, because that shit is so embarrassing. Like, I, I did have to return those uniforms. I went back there. Luckily, she was actually fired a week after. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what it was for, but they I went and dealt with the guy that hired me. He was like, well, I'm going to miss you, Angelo. I really liked you. I heard about the things that went on, but you know what? We all must make mistakes. I hope you learn from it. And, um, you know, good luck out there, young man. And he shook my hand, and I was like, wow, that was the most peaceful fucking getaway I've ever been through. So I gave him the shitty uniforms. Like, I really did do something to him. I'm not going to say what. But, like, I returned the uniforms, the fucked up hat. and Just wiping your butt with a little... <laughs> well, like, I think... I get some of this man titty sweat. I did the... something similar, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just did a bunch of bullshit to it. And then he gave me my check. And he straight up told me, like, you know, um, generally we can't give it to you about till like, two weeks after your payday or whatever. Because when you quit, it's a whole different story. And I was like, okay. He was like, but... Because your check was so low, I didn't think there was a purpose in holding that from you. And it actually wasn't low. It was $200. But Get roasted, Tony. Yeah, dude. Like, he's, like, you're such a broke boy, at least. What an asshole. But like, at least he was honest. I was like, God damn it, Clinton. I was so mad at him. No, Clifton. That was his name, Clifton. But that was my third job that sucked damn ass. Hillary. <laughs> when I quit, dude, my mom and dad were oh so mad. They were just like... This fucking kid, a lazy prick. <laughs> but anyway, your turn. Um, then after that, I went and worked at a place called Live Basil Pizza here in Denver. And it's the best job I've ever had, honestly. 
Um, it was like a Subway for pizza. Yeah, I was going to say that company had some issues. though. But the stockholders and... So it was owned by a company that no one had ever run a restaurant before. It was a bunch yeah. of like retail stores and stuff. So um, Live Basil Pizza had a big wood-fired oven. So it's kind of difficult to make pizzas in a wood-fired oven if you know what you're doing. Yes. 100%. So I was assistant. Ge- started out as just an assistant manager, became assistant general manager, and then became... Bro. Pretty much general manager. Oh yeah, at the pizza place. Loved it, loved it. They're still open now. I'd probably still. I probably own the. I'd probably own that franchise mm-hmm. by now. But um, they were charging eleven dollars for a medium pizza with unlimited toppings. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So you're losing and that's money. unlimited toppings. Anything so you could load it up with like. 11 types of meat. Yeah. All kinds, now they're going to lose money on all and, those condiments and shit. Yeah. Basically. So we, as managers, were like, we can't do this. They wanted our food cost to be at 1%. Do you remember what your food cost was at McDonald's? The no, most but... well-oiled, perfect company that has that has spent billions of dollars on getting right. their food costs up. 16%. Mm-hmm. At McDonald's, Wendy's, these places like this. Right. They wanted our food costs to be less than 2%. How do you, yeah, how do you do that? You can't. Irresponsible I'm teaching high school kids to use wood-fired ovens. They're going to burn a pie. They burn <laughs> one pie, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck my head. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've heard, yeah, horror stories. Well, we have to talk about uh, worst work injuries. Oh, we're going to. This is a work-related topics. But I'm like, I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to do this? So we're like, you're going to go out of business if you don't do this. You need to either right. A, change the price, B, limit the toppings. So like, you can have two toppings, and after that, it's twenty five cents. Right, right. Per each new topping. They're like, no, no, this this will work. This will work. This will work. You you guys just need to do your jobs. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So like, kid drops a pie, boom, we get food cost for the day yeah um we're slow randomly like lunchtime we like four people don't come in less than what we thought they were going to be boom our labor's met so we're we're playing razor thin margins we're trying to play with this to make keep it profitable yeah and one day i came in ready for work and the um stockholder for the area walks in and says yo guess what guys like i'm ready i'm start i'm i'm prepping um bell pepper and the lady walks in and goes, hey, guess what, guys? Um, we're bankrupt. Oh Have God, fun. Bankrupt. And I was like, wait. She goes, you will be paid for the day? Leave. We're done. Oh, damn. And then we started to walk out. She goes, you know what? Fuck it. If you want something here, take it. Austin's like, I took the fryer. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, only thing you cannot have. You cannot have the cooler. You cannot have the prep table. You cannot have the oven. And you can't have the soda machine. Oh, Anything. taking the soda machine. <laughs> it was like one of those big freestyle machines that right. they were like leasing from Coke, so it wasn't ah. even theirs. Like everything else, those things were selling in, mm. in the in the but everything else, have it. So I like sprinted to the back. The amount of pepperoni, Italian <laughs> sausage, <laughs> was like, mozzarella cheese. I filled the bad. I filled the trunk of my Explorer. With a bunch of fucking toppings. with with oh, pizza dude. toppings. Hell yeah, dude. I love cookie fucking... dough, pizza top. Our freezer was stocked with pepperoni, <laughs> sausage, uh, meatballs, right? Uh, <laughs> any kind of meat or cheese that you put on this pie. Pizza for days, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
And I got like some Cambro dishes, and I got oh, a whisk and a knife sharpener. Right, right. It was it was a field day, but like it kind of sucked because if you enjoyed it, it was like yeah. my favorite job I've ever had. That just walked in like the day of, like, yo guys, peace out, <laughs> have fun, go home, and then they <laughs> never pay, they, they didn't pay anybody their final checks. Oh fuck! That um people the um bankruptcy thing I was talking about earlier. That's that. That's my final check. My seven hundred eighty-five dollar check they owe me, and they oh, haven't those paid motherfuckers. me. Oh, well, let's see. The next job I had was uh, after McDonald's. Was actually it was uh, fuck, dude. I didn't hold a job for two years because after that I graduated high school and I didn't get another job until my sophomore year of college. Right, this was right around the time I was quitting school, basically. So what I did was a. Uh, this was right when me and Chanel were about to have a baby. We know all that's happening, you know. Well, I'm already kind of failing in school, and it's not because of Chanel. It's not because of really anybody. It's just me being irresponsible. A lot of it was I was there because the rule in the house was you had to go to college or you had to have a job, and I was like, I don't want to fucking work right now. I've had some shitty experiences, and I just I haven't grown up yet. I haven't learned anything, but college felt like school all over again, so, you right. know, I'm doing that, but... Anyway, you know, I found out I'm going to be a dad. And I'm like, fuck, I got to go out and get a real job. Well, Chanel's family friend at the time offered me a job with him at Old Chicago as a fucking dishwasher. Again, back to seven twenty-five an hour. <laughs> and uh, not learn his lesson. <laughs> no, dude, it actually, well, this one wasn't as worse. I actually enjoyed this one more, but the it's the kitchen politics that makes it fucking hard. Right. So, like, my manager was cool because... Everybody hated him. Nobody liked him. They said he was a prick. He was always chill with me. The guy was so cool. He gave me a ride home one night from work. The fucking dude would go out and smoke with me. And I'd be like, oh, we better hurry because, you know, we got to go back. And he's like, ah, fuck them. They can deal. You're with me. Like, he was a cool guy. I don't understand why nobody liked him, you know. And even when I quit, he was chill with me about it. But basically, I started out and uh, uh, Chanel's family friend was the one that trained me. And all went well. I worked there for, again, only a couple months. It is the same old bullshit as the fucking, you know, uh, rest, well, dishwashing lifestyle. Everything's the same. Uh, the only thing that I really enjoyed more about this one was the fact that the people I worked with weren't all that bad. I mean, there was a guy there that he was a crackhead and he had a really bad addiction to prostitutes. <laughs> that part was kind of hard to sit through <laughs> because, you know, I'm trying to take things seriously in life. I'm like, I'm about to have a baby. And, uh, you know, my living situation is not great. We lived with Chanel's mom's boyfriend, and just things were spiraling out of control, but work seemed all right. Hours were a whole lot better, too. It's just they were weird was the thing. Like, I wasn't working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights anymore. It was now Saturday nights during the fucking rush, and then during the weeks during, like, the after-work rush. Right. Yeah, and they were split schedules again, and I was like, well, fuck it. I don't got to work for another two hours, so I'm going to just go hang out at the Walmart next door and then come back and... All that shit, but what led to me quitting that one this time wasn't laziness or being a fucking asshole or dealing with asshole customers. It was the fact that my only ride to work was, at the time, the person we lived with, their fucking Mustang, their vehicle, was my only ride to work. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it worked because I paid gas, but the problem was is the gas I paid was to get me to work. This motherfucker was spending that gas money on himself and then not having gas to take me to work. Dude's getting pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah. 
this motherfucker, man, he gave me such a heart attack every night before work. Well, due to a family fight and due to the car being towed, yeah, he got it back, but it got towed. I was like, well, I can't go to work now because I live in Lakewood. This job is clear the fucking Thornton, like way out there. It's off 120th. So there's no way I'm able to make it. I have to, it's like a three-hour fucking bus ride. So just out of pure, like, okay, I give up. I can't. I just can't make it. I'm sorry. I called the guy. I even told him, like, look, dude, I can't make it. I don't have a ride. And he's like, all right, man, look, I understand. Uh, I wish you'd have told me in advance. I uh, appreciate you letting me know at the very least. You know, see you. That was it. And I was like, okay, that sucked. But I'm glad I did leave because of the fact that, like, once again, it was bitch duty. It was, right. you know, death brush the fucking counters and everything. The worst part is, is when you're doing dishwashing there, it was weird the way they set it up. Is One person was scheduled until 10. The other was scheduled till close. Right. So you only have that one person till 10. And you're like, hey, bro, go do the extra stuff so I don't get stuck here. So basically go clean off all the pizza pie trays. Oh, that's going to suck. Oh, it was fucking rough, dude, because you had different ones. Big ass ones, medium ones. You had to stack them, too, to where they made sense, and people didn't do that. But then you had the fucking silver trays. Big cheese. Uh, yeah, and those were hard, too. But somebody had to go do all that. And I was like, I only have you till 10. You go do that. Or it was vice versa. One night, they didn't tell me that they wanted me to do that so that the guy could stay over. I was under the impression that he was leaving before me. So none of it got done. And then I was just like, oh, I'm going to go home? Okay, and I left. And they were like, well, wait a minute. Like, now you just fucked that guy. Like, <laughs> You guys didn't figure this out. And I was like, oh, damn, that sucks to be him, I guess. <laughs> like, for a while I did He's take a washing bus. dishes crying. <laughs> he was a loser, I will say that. Like, I didn't feel too bad for him. There was one guy there that was cool. Um, you know, now that I take that back, they were all losers. But that guy was cool. Like... If I've learned anything about working in the restaurant industry, a lot of the people in the kitchen in the back usually do meth or heroin or <laughs> weed. They're usually a felon of some sort. Like, that. Luckily, I wasn't any of those things. I was just as pathetic as they were, though, because I was stuck there. Right. But I fucking, yeah, I had to quit because of transportation. I, I did get tired of taking the bus there. The only way I could make that work is if I lived in Commerce City because my grandmother happened to be closer to that right. bus route. So, you know, did that for a while, but it wasn't working because then we did have the baby, and I was like, fuck, this isn't going to work. So I had to quit temporarily. Luckily, two months later is when I found my next job, but it's your turn. Um, let's see. The next job I had is an interesting next. So um, the next interesting job I had um, was with Arby's. Oh, man. <laughs> so this is where an addiction started. <laughs> oh, yes. Full addiction. So I, I was assistant general manager in Arby's. And um, Arby's, I have, I, I've eaten at a lot of restaurants a lot. But Arby's, we were only allowed to have, I was given a free meal. And I'm a broke boy, so I took advantage of the free meal every day. And we only got to pick one of two things. So I picked a beef and cheddar classic. I ate a beef, I didn't, and I didn't have any days off. So I worked seven days a week, 12 hours um, a day mm. um, for seven hours a week. And I was eating two beef and cheddars a day. Right. Because per eight hours, once I hit eight hours, I get a meal. And once I go over eight hours, they give me a second meal. Um, I eat two beef and cheddars a day every day for nine months. <laughs> um, so the way I, the reason, the reason, the reason we quit was 
the area manager really didn't like me because I was on the phone with a friend, and yeah. um, he's uh, obviously gay, but I didn't realize he was even in the building. I told my friend, I said, I'm sick and tired of these LGBTQ LMNOP with an asterisk <laughs> people, <laughs> people coming up here and getting Crazy pissed off, and he heard people. me. So he, he was he's gunning for me the, like, the entire time. Right, right. He would come in, he'd undermine me to my employees, and he'd make me look stupid and unable. One of those assholes. To, yeah, yeah. And unable to do my job. So finally, I had to put so unable to unable to do my job. Right, I sat him down. I was like, "I'm unable to do my job because you're dumb and you won't do anything <laughs> about it." And the, and the area and the area manager wants to sleep with me, so I can't let this happen. And he goes, "I don't smart don't, man." He goes, "I don't want." I, I, I was like, "I don't about." <laughs> And I was like, I know you're jealous. You can't have all this. Yeah, I'm engaged. This. Deal with it. And um, I stood up and was like, and I have to quit because I can't do my job here. Can't do a job I'm proud of. Screw you guys. Gave him my. I brought all my stuff. I knew I was going to quit that day. All right. Brought everything. Gave it to him and and left. And so that that's when I left Arby's. Arby's was, but after I left Arby's, okay, after having two beef and cheddars a day for. For nine months, right, I went through actual withdrawal symptoms, right, shaking, headaches, scratching, crying, just emotional waves of just right. death spirals. It was horrible. Like I, I, my mom, who is a used to be, still is. Kinda is a drug addict, <laughs> and she, <laughs> and, and she. She would talk to me, and she thought I was on crack because I was going through like withdrawals, like from crack. So I, even nowadays, like I can't. Beef, beefy chatters. <laughs> even nowadays, I have to be careful when I go to like Arby's because right. I'll eat a beef and cheddar, and I'll and it'll like hit me. And I'll eat another beef and cheddar. And I'll eat another one. I. When I go to Arby's sometimes, they've got a, that family combo where you get four beef and cheddars oh, yeah. and four um, sliders. I will blow through four beef and cheddars and four um, roast beef sliders. Shit. Plus, t- um, plus a large mozzarella stick and and two small curly fries. Fuck. And then I'm like, after we're like, sounds like me. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. <laughs> I gotta leave. I gotta leave. So I, have to, I have to be careful when I go to. Arby's because you know what they say you're never not an addict you're always a recovering addict oh, now he just passes by and he's like <laughs> oh. uh, he's like sweating I gotta puke alright so my next job was like it was in retail and fuck it I'm just gonna say it, they can't do shit it was Walmart but that was my to me that was my first real fucking job because I didn't work at it for a few months. I worked for over a year, and I was a department manager. Didn't start out that way, though. I started out in the fucking dairy section. Sounded cool, right? 4 a.m. to 1, $8 an hour. Actually, no, that was, that's a lie, Eight twenty because I got a four-cent raise at the end of the year. But eight twenty, and I was like, yay, you know, I'm finally doing something. I had a kid. I got to work, you know. Wait, no, I didn't have a kid. This is why I got fired, actually. So everything I said prior is... Technically not true. I did not just have a baby after old Chicago. It was because of having a baby this job, I got fired. 
which is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. This is the first and only time in my life I've ever been fired from a job. I was technically fired from the job I'm at currently, but... (laughs) Not yet. Not entirely. Like, I'll explain that story when we get there. But this one was the first one I got fired at. I was there for a year. Started out in the dairy section. We literally just had Olivia. Yes, this is how I remember. So, Chanel is... Or, goddamn, I just made a fucking lie. I need to get my timeline straight. We did not just have Olivia. I started there because we're still in pregnancy mode. <laughs> so, what happens is this. For the first couple months when I'm working in the dairy section... Remember, you don't have Olivia yet. When I'm working in the dairy section, I get stuck with this fucking bitch who straight up tells me after like a first couple encounters that she should not have to talk to me. She's like, look, dude, I'm the area manager. I deal with scheduling. You are just the stalker. If you got a problem, you could talk to the store manager or one of the floor managers. I'm not the person to talk to. Until you make as much money as I do, there's no reason for me to have to deal with you in this instance. Oof. Yeah, dude, she was a fucking cunt. A dried up fucking cunt. But anyways, I dealt with her. But people kind of found out after a while that there was like kind of a hostile relationship going on. Like we would argue and I'd bicker with her a lot. Well, she found out that I was uh, putting in time off for a potential, is it paternity or maternity? It's for the men. I know paternity. that. Paternity. That's why I did the paternity leave. I filed for it and she said, oh, I didn't know you were going to have a baby. And I was like, well, I'm not having the baby, you fucking retard. My <laughs> wife is. like, <laughs> So, you know, we're about to go do that. And I told her when I put it in, she's like, this is just not going to work. I didn't get a heads up. I'm like, bitch, this is like months away. Are you kidding me? And so, you know, I put it in and then I hear from HR it was approved. Uh, this was actually the perfect timing because Olivia had been born a week prior to the time I took off. So I called the HR program, which now had to go to the hospital. So this night we went in because she was having issues where she was passing out and falling a lot. We went in and um, they had told us we're going to have to induce her because this, she could get killed if she, you know, this is fucking with her blood pressure and all that. So we got it. We got to go. I called HR and I was like, hey, I know I scheduled that for next week. That was when we, we were looking for. And this is like early May. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Um, go for it. Yeah, have your baby. Congrats. You know, best of luck. Right. We had Olivia. We come home. I go back. Uh, the manager is actually being nicer to me. Everything seems fine. Literally two days after I went back, I uh, had a run-in with her again over something stupid. So basically, her nice attitude lasted two fucking days. <laughs> but all it took was for her to get mad about how I handled the situation where I come in one morning and I'm not scheduled. I didn't know this. She told me I was, but I come in. She's not there because she's sick. It's me and one other guy, and we get this big-ass pallet, and the guy's like, fuck. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. And I'm like, yeah, man, I just found out I'm not scheduled. I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically one of the managers for the, the floor, and um, I think it's – is it – was it the meat area? Yeah, he was like, hey, listen, I'll pay you double if you stay today. We need a lot of help in our section, and I'm assuming you guys do too because we got overloaded. I was like, yeah, um, let me think about that. He's like, look, just go do what you got to do. Come back in 10. And I was like, we'll see. And, like, I just went home, dude. I went straight home. Because what are they going to do? They can't fire me. I wasn't scheduled. Man, freaking double pay so nice, though. Not for eight bucks an hour. (laughs) Yeah, 16. 16. When you're making 18. Yeah, that's true. Makes that... 
No, like right now, what I'm making, over time for sure. <laughs> but at the time, eight bucks, I was like, nah, fuck it. So I went home. Get that time in the house. <laughs> well, it didn't go well. She was pissed. She came back the next day. I guess she had the flu. Whatever. I understand. That sucks. But right after I got into an argument with her, one of the floor managers comes up to me. And you know, I knew her for a while because she handled my wife. Because uh, Chanel worked there. That's how I got the job. And she was like, um, hey, listen, I know you've been having some hard times with your um, area manager or department, whatever, same thing. She was like, I feel like you'd be better off if I moved you to a different department where the people are more in your age group. And it's all guys. So you can do what you want. Like, she was chill about it. I was like, okay, cool. I get there. I knew the fucking manager because I worked with him in the back in claims. Funniest fucking guy ever, dude. And he was like, oh, Angelo, you know, he like fucking embraced me with a hug. I got to smell the booze on his breath. I was never so happy in my life. Worked with him, dude, loved it. It was a hard job, fucking loved it. But I did that for such a long time. And then I even helped out in the uh, sporting goods area. I helped out in the fucking produce area. I did a lot of stuff. And ultimately what led to me getting fired was fast forward. um, Olivia was born in May. Fast forward to December, a little bit before Christmas, right after the Black or Black Friday rush, which, by the way, I took off. So I took it off in July. Now, I figured it was going to get rejected because they make everybody work Black right. Friday. Well, some dumb manager approved it, not thinking about it because it was so far out. <laughs> yeah, and they found, the store found out they were pissed, dude. Mm-hmm. So, like, I come back, there's nothing but hostility. About, yeah, midway through December when things are just kind of falling apart and people are quitting left and right and we're not getting any sort of leadership or communication. We're just being thrown into other departments to help. I'm thinking about quitting, so I start applying for other jobs on the Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn, all that stuff. And I'm getting job offers, but I'm just ignoring them because they're like dumb shit like data programming and <laughs> shit that I went and applied for. And either A, didn't pass a drug test or B, didn't pass the fucking how many words can you type test. Well, I finally get uh, into an incident where the guy's like, um, or sorry, let me back up a few steps. He's the new area manager for us because our department manager is sick. He's away, but we know it's pretty much over for him. Comes in. I'm like, hey, listen, I wanted to talk about my raise. I know you're new. And he's like, uh, you got a raise. It was so it's here on the paper, like four cents. He's like, yeah, you're lucky you got that. And I was like, I can tell this is going to be bad couple hours pass. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you in my office. I was like, okay, fuck. So I go back there, yeah. And he's like, do me a favor, sit down. I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm looking at your attendance here. You asked to leave today because your daughter's sick. I was like, yeah. And he's like, didn't I tell you earlier today that if you left again, I was going to fire you? And I'm like, I didn't leave, though. And he's like, but you, you left the other day, right? And I was like, bro, different manager. And he's like, no, 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 it says right here. And I'm like, one day, really? He's like, oh, one day. You want a one-day me? What's this shit? What's that? And I'm like, that's a whole week in fucking May. That was when my daughter was right. born. And he was like, um, I don't see where it was approved. And I was like, HR department, I got the documents. And he's like, oh, you must have not got the memo. But the department that handles that for pay didn't approve it. So basically what I'm being told here is they waited this long to fire me, and I think a lot of it had to do with retaliation for me taking... <laughs> yeah, but they went off of that, and uh, what really had happened, yes, is uh, Walmart does do 
the way they handle sick pay and all that stuff is through a separate department. Like it's through a separate company that does all of it. Someone in HR didn't file it. HR approved it, but that company didn't. So they had that against me, but they waited all that time to do it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take off. And he's like, well, first off, I'm going to pay you for the rest of the day if you stay. And I was like, you know what, Sam? I hope this motherfucker's listening. I was like, you know what, Sam? You can go ahead and take this badge. You can shove it up your ass. I know you like that because you're a fucking fag. And, like, I literally, I shouldn't have said it, but I said it. I was like, I know you like it because you're a fucking fag. So while you're at it, take my box cutter with you. Oh, and you know what? Guess what? I'm out. I found another job. And I was just like, peace. And I fucking threw everything at him. And he had security walk me out. I go outside and I called Chanel. I was like, hey, listen, um, I got fired. And she's like, oh, boy. Ooh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even worried. I get paid tomorrow. 500 bucks ain't much, but you know what? We'll make it work. I'll figure something out. And as much as I should have been worried, dude, it was the best thing that ever happened. I was so miserable there. I was 23 years old, 24 years old, and I was like, this is my life. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I'm going to live off of 824 an hour. This is this is it. Right. I gave up. And then uh, luckily the... I was only jobless for two weeks because I found my next job. <laughs> but anyway, your turn. Um, so after that, that's when I got my first, and that's when I started my political consulting company, and I've been doing that ever since. Ooh, led to the present. Nice. So um, I haven't been fired yet. <laughs> I had one more job before my current job, so... Basically, after Walmart, those two weeks were really rough. I was looking for other jobs. I had interviews from, like, you know, all those apps and all that. Well, I had an interview for a company called Securitas. Oh, no. Secure the Cox. <laughs> and I go in, and they're like, do you have any security experience? And I was like, not really. <laughs> That's how that felt. Well, I go in. I'm like, no, I don't have any experience. I was like, you know, I did security voluntarily for a haunted house when, that was, when I worked there. Right. And they're like, oh, perfect. We can get you an entry level. Can you pass a drug test? How much are you wanting to make here? And I was like, look, uh, I just got done being paid eight twenty four. If you could pay me at least a dollar more, I'd be happy. I shouldn't have said anything because nope. they paid me $9 to start. <laughs> yeah, and I, it sounded cool. And I was like, oh. the fuck are you doing, Austin? That was well as we say it, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Fucking, yeah, they um, they hooked me with that. And then after only like four months of working there, they hooked, hooked me with another. And they're like, hey, um, we know you don't like the side that you're at. Because I didn't. I worked at a fucking a Kroger. It was a Kroger warehouse in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. And the only reason I liked it was because my supervisor there was chill. You know, I'd text him outside of work. We hung out a few times. But I fucking hated working graves, and that's what I did for the longest time was graves. So they were like, hey, uh, we can put you there for two nights, and then you'll work the other three nights at a Jared jewelry store. It's an armed guard position. And I was like, okay. And they're like, yeah, pays twelve twenty five. And I was like, hell yeah. Bro, oh my God, if I'd have known how much I was supposed to be making, I would have raised fucking hell. I was so happy with that fucking job, too. That's the shitty thing is like, I enjoyed wearing the stupid rent-a-cop outfit. I thought it was the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. I'm making good money and blah, blah, blah. Fucking, I was there for about eight months. And I was actually getting some praise from my fucking, the branch manager. Like, that guy loved me and he wanted to do stuff with me. But basically, uh, I left because of a friend. And I got tired of working for 
some of the site supervisors I worked with. Now, for those of you who don't know, site supervisor is the person that runs that location. It's not an account manager. That's different. But, you know, he was a right. prick. and Or not him, sorry. The account manager above him was a prick. But the site supervisor, my buddy, left. He found another job with a company called Universal Protection Services. I was so fucking miserable after he left. I survived like maybe three months without him. And then he called me. He's like, hey, are you still at Secure the Cox? And I was like laughing like, yeah, I still fucking hate it. Yeah. And he's like, want a better paying job? And I was like, man, sure, I'll check it out, you know. And he's like, don't go to the website. Come to this building. Talk to this person. And your interview will be in the next week. And, you know, turns out my interview was like literally the next day talking to the guy and he's like your buddy really vouched for you so i'm putting a lot of trust in you he said that you've had supervisor experience uh are you comfortable with being a weekend supervisor i'll start you out at 13 and i was like yeah that's the most money i've ever made yeah why not um we did that i was hired on i didn't like it at first because it was a lot of walking but i was already used to doing security work by then so you know i started to enjoy it a little more i felt more comfortable and then my buddy up and left again <laughs> But I got his position, and I became a full-time supervisor, and it went from 14, 15, 16, on and on and on. Well, about a year passes, and our company gets bought out. They called it a merger, but it was a, it was a buyout. It was from right. another fucking company that you can compare to Walmart, basically. And, well, before I say anything further and get myself in trouble... I've been there ever since for like fucking five years now. But there was one time, yes, where I was technically fired, but it wasn't processed. So um, I was at my site for over a year, almost a year and a half. No, I was there for two years when um, my boss left. I liked him, but he left. He saw what was coming with this merger and he didn't like it. And his boss left. They all said that the same thing. They're like, this is horrible. This is what happens when a company gets corporatized and it's gonna fucking blow and I'm, I'm like whatever i don't care so they leave and um i tried for his position i didn't get it they hired somebody that never had a position like that pissed me off i went to their branch office and told them i could do that job better than half the fucking people in this office and met a guy who was like you know what i want you to prove it because if you do good at this it makes me look good and i don't have to worry about it but i'm gonna give you a shitty site and if you can get the client to sign another contract with us, I will give you a better paying site. This is good for me because if you fuck up, I can get rid of you and not have to deal with you ever again. If you do good, I can fucking promote you and probably not have to deal with you ever again. And you'll be happy just as much as I am. And I was like, deal. The site sure did fucking suck. I was there for quite a while because that motherfucker got fired and I got stuck there. Yeah, I was making like 14 bucks an hour. I took a pay cut to have a more like higher responsibility. The account manager was a piece of shit. The operations manager was a piece of shit. The fucking client manager, dude. I've never met someone in my life that I fucking was like, God, I I can't wait till you lose your fucking job in your house. <laughs> yeah, dude, I hated this guy so much. I bickered with him. I saw him maybe three times that whole year, but all we fucking did was argue on the phone and fight. So what had happened was is uh, he wasn't answering my calls for help and... Our client was saying they didn't want to work with us anymore because it was such a bad company. And I was like, tell him, this is what's going on. You're not fucking listening. And then he overheard some of these uh, voicemails, basically, when he was being fucking productive. Drags his fat ass into the building to talk to me about it. Pointing at me, telling me how I need to be respectful to him and this and that. And I was like, dude, 
you either figure this shit out or I'm fucking done. Oh, and by the way, I am leaving your site. And he's like, no, you're not. You can't leave until I find you a cover. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking leaving. I've talked to somebody. They're snagging me right away. That's on you to figure out. And he was like, you do some shit like that, dude, and I promise I'll make your life in this business harder than you can imagine. And I was like, yeah, that sounded like a fucking threat. And because of that, dude, I'm out. I don't need your fucking reference letter. I've made plenty of allies in this company. I'm out. Goodbye. I won't be in tomorrow. Fucking figure it out yourself. And he actually went in by himself, was running the place by himself, calls me, where are you at? And I'm like, I said I fucking quit. Like, did you not get the message? Well, I'm stuck here cleaning up your mess. I'm like, dude, again, I quit. And he's like, you can go talk to the branch office as far as I'm concerned. not my problem. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not my problem. I'm fucking done. He tells me, go talk to the branch office about returning my uniforms and figure stuff out. I get there and they're like, hey, um, we'll move you to another site. Don't worry. We got you on that. We understand things aren't working out. You did great. We love your work there. Um, please don't leave, basically. <laughs> and I was like, well, I thought I was fired because the dude just told me basically I was done for. And they're like, well, technically he had the authority to, but he didn't put any paperwork in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the motherfucker was reeling me in. Like, <laughs> But I decided not to let one bad experience. That's a high level of incompetence right there. Fucking dude. Basically, I looked at it. I was like, damn. What a shitty company. But then I was like, you know what? Before I say anything like that, I got to remember, I can't let one shitty experience fuck up more potential and opportunity for me. So I've been there ever since. I haven't had the same issues. I mean, I don't really have much to complain about. I've been there for a long time. I've got such tenure there and stability. I mean, it's paying for this fucking place. You know, it's paying for the happy, healthy family and shit, man. I'm pretty much... I'm doing good with it. I'm glad I found it. I mean, I didn't think I'd be a site supervisor for security for the rest of my life, but it looks like I'm going to be at the very least in security for the rest of my life. So, you know, I mean, I'm happy with it. But now that we got the topic of, you know, why we left out of the way, let's throw in a few famous work injuries or work incidents. Yeah, what what is the (laughs) worst injury you've ever had on the job? So for me, it was actually at Walmart. We were... Unloading trucks, and uh, this happened a lot, quite a bit actually. Fucking, they didn't have loaders during the day for the trucks. They did overnight for some reason, but not during the day. So everybody in the department got stuck doing it. And there were times where everybody had to help out. This was one of those days, dude. There's like fucking thirteen of us with pallet jacks taking pallets off. We were doing shit that we really weren't supposed to be doing. And they were worried about people getting hurt, so they were like, you know, pull it out slowly, guys, help them out, all this shit. Well. I got everything out, and um, at some point, when I'm pulling the pallet jack out, this fucking pallet of water is so heavy, I come running out with it, not thinking that I'm going downhill. When I was able to stop, dude, the bottom of one of the water cases clipped my ankle. Ooh. It hurt so bad, I, like, I was just walking it on all funny all day, you know? Well, towards my lunch shift, I'm like, I got to see if like maybe I cut it. And I open it up, dude, and sure enough, there's a gash in my foot. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, it's pretty deep. It's My sock is soaked and shit. I can smell it. I'm like, ugh. So what I did was something I famously did. I took one of my Geminis, as they call the scanner, and I was like, hey, Walmart doesn't know yet, but they're buying me some socks. And I scanned it out, put some socks and gauze on, went back to work. I'm told that people are going home before me and that me and one guy are stuck there for the rest of the day. Till like 6, because after 6 is when a lot of the departments no longer have people there to help. Which is the weirdest fucking thing in the world, if you right. ask me. But I'm getting ready to basically think 
oh, I'm going to have the next four hours of my life easy, you know, by myself, whatever. Nobody unloaded that fucking pallet and put it in the proper spot in the freezer. Oh, no. Yeah, and so when you have to do that, you have to look at the dates and all the boxes, take out the old ones and push them up front, put the new ones in the back. And these are, we're talking boxes of hens and just fucking heavy shit. Well, because my foot is so bad, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get a ladder to put one of these boxes up. And I grabbed a box and it had five of the small turkeys in it. It fucking broke. One fell on the ground. I was like, on the top of the ladder, like, fuck. Son of a bitch. So I just dropped the whole box all pissed off and throwing a fit. I go to climb down, dude. And I just, I feel this pain in my foot, which I had been feeling because, like I said, I was limping. When I stretched my foot back too far, I swear I felt it, like, cut maybe further, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I swear the skin pulled a little bit more because I was like, oh, I cried out, dude, and I fucking, I fell back. Luckily, the freezer wall was, like, pretty much within this length, so it caught me. But when I fell down, I landed right on my knee, and then mm. my other leg flat out. So I tore something in my groin. Yeah, and, like... That started to bleed again, and I was like, fuck. So I was limping, dude, and I'm in pain. Like, I can barely walk. I refuse to go outside for that reason. I don't want anyone to see what happened to me because I knew I'd fail a drug test. I was getting high a lot. So, like, I just knew it wasn't going to. So I didn't fucking report it. But the next day, I'm telling the store manager about it. I'm sorry, not the store manager, the department manager. Fuck the store manager. He was a piece of shit. Fucker. But anyway, (laughs) I'm telling him, and he's like, dude. You need to file for workman's comp. If it gets out that you got hurt and you didn't do anything about it, I can get in trouble. And I was like, listen here, David. I will not pass a drug test. And he was like, you need to go home for like two days at the very least. How long is it going to take you to heal? And I'm like, I don't know, bro. My balls hurt really bad and (laughs) my ankles fucked. And like, it took a week, but I was on light duty basically. And he was like, stay off the floor. Stay back here. Stamps. You know, uh, move shit around the freezer, whatever. Do not go out there. I don't want you getting caught. Wear a foot brace that's the same color as your black shoe, which I was able to find. So that worked out, but, dude, it hurts so bad. Like, yeah, I gave myself a concussion, actually. I went to the hospital that day because I was afraid to go to bed because of how my head hit the back Mm -hmm. and shit like that. And I told them what happened. So they said that I didn't tear, like, anything apart in here. What I did was... I tore a tendon, ooh, like right here, yeah, where the crotch meet, where my groin meets my right. balls, and they're like it's tiny enough to where we can't do surgery, but it's big enough to where you're gonna feel a lot of pain for the next couple of weeks. And as far as your ankle goes, you're probably gonna need stitches. But what they did was they glued it instead. It was like a right, really strong glue. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you're fine otherwise, but you need to watch going to bed because you have a concussion. And I was like, oh, fuck, I figured that. You know, you hit your head so hard it makes you want to puke. Yeah. Uh And then you start getting sleepy. That's what happened right away. But, yeah, that was the fucking, that was the number one worst fucking injury I ever experienced at a work job or work site. What about you? So, at Wendy's, they have these giant vat deep fryers for french fries and everything, you know? Yeah. And when we'd filter out the deep fryers at the end of the day... There was a hose that was attached to the filter. Oh, you could filter out the oil and like spray it along the oh. sides and get all the stuff down. I can see where this is going. I'm, I'm training a new person and he's, right. and he's and I'm teaching him how to spray. So he's got him spraying down the sides and I'm standing. He's sitting here. I'm sitting directly next to him, almost mm. 90 degrees to the side, and he's holding this hose like this and hosing it down. And a lady slipped right. on the side, so she went, oh, she slipped, drops a bang, and he went. What's going on? <laughs> and turned directly to the left, 
with the hose with the 375 degree oil. Right, right. Just douse me from like below my man titties. <laughs> oh, my man titties. The way down my legs. Oof, and I just fuck. fried all the way down. Oh, I had, bro, how'd you survive? <laughs> Holy shit. Because he went, he turned like this. I went, ah, and grabbed the thing and shoved it inside the thing. I was like, are you freaking retarded? Stick this back in your ass. <laughs> I, when I turned the thing off, I was like, ow, ow, ow. And I ran in the, I ran in the back and I took the sprayer for the yeah. dishes and just started spraying myself down. <laughs> and that Ooh, time that, re- that retard Tito was there. <laughs> retard. He spurts back and goes, Austin. What a fucking moron. He goes, Austin, I'm so happy. Are you good? I was like, no, I'm not good. My goddamn apron's melting. <laughs> My apron is melting. I was melting. like, I got to go to the doctor's office. Oh, and I had shit. third degree burns ah, on all fuck. over my stomach. And a few on my um, groin Ooh. and leg area. A bunch of two degree burns all the rest of the way. Um, ironically, it's my second worst burn. What's the first? I was at home and I was hard boiling eggs. Oh. But they were pretty old. Shit. And I had a giant pot. It was the only pot that was clean. Just huge. Right, um, right, right. Like 25 quarts stock pot. And so I'm going up boiling the eggs, and the eggs were really, really old, and I didn't know. Mm. And so I reached down to grab one of the eggs and punctured the eggs, and it exploded. The egg exploded, which caused all the water to fuck rapid boil, and, and a column oh. of boiling water hit me in my face. <laughs> and Jesus and Christ. doused me. I just screamed, like, really fucking loud. I went, sure everyone heard I went, me. I went, I went <laughs> and I'm like... Austin angry. <laughs> I'm, I run up, I run, I, like, take my... I'm wearing a, um, like a robe, like a thick wool robe, and I rub my face down. I'm like, oh, that hurt, but I'm good. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm good. I'm fine. I survived. It's, it's, it's the <laughs> testosterone something. That hurt a little bit. The shock, I'm, I'm yeah. Good. So I go and I'm like mopping up and I'm cleaning up and all this stuff, and my dog is freaking out. He's barking. He's sprinting around the oh, house. I'm like, bro, oh, what's the matter? And then it starts to hurt. I go, oh. I'm going to go up to the bathroom. I think I have some burn cream in the bathroom. Right. And I walk into the bathroom and pull the burn cream out of the thing and turn and look in the thing and the skin on this from here all the way wrapped back to my ear is completely gone off my Ooh. face. And the second I see that, the, the um, testosterone drops out and just pain comes to my face. Shit. And I start crying because I'm hurting so bad. I don't have skin on my face. And so I'm like... And I'm by myself. I don't have a phone. My dad's at work. My stepmom's at work. Ah, all my all, all my yeah. siblings are at school. So I stumble out of the house and stumble to the next door neighbor to the right of us. Right. Knock on the door. Ring the doorbell. No one's there. Oh my god, dude, that's awful. Stumble all the way over to our neighbor on the left side. Knock on the door. Ring the doorbell. No one's at home. What the fuck is everyone? Doing I knocked that? on seven houses. They're all working. <laughs> Seven houses ring, seven doorbells, no one answered the door. So I'm at the point where I'm walking down the thing, about to pass out, just sobbing. And some lady turns the corner with her dog, and she sees me, and she sprints and goes, 
Honey, are you okay? Fly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I hurt my face. <laughs> hurt my face. And I and I'm like a I'm oh, a sophomore oh. in high school. I'm like, no, I hurt my face. That's just and she's, oh my god, we got to my chop. <laughs> I'm like, we gotta, we got, we gotta call the police. Out on my phone. She's like, let's go knock on that door. And I was like, no one's. I tried all those doors, bitch. And she goes, Help no, 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 that's Mr. Johnson there. He he works nights, so he's just sleeping. You had to knock on the door hard enough. And so awesome. she gets up there. Kicks the fucking door. She's knocking. She's pounding on the door really hard. She's ringing the doorbell. He comes to the door. He's like, "What's up?" He, he comes to the door. He's like, "Yo, what's up?" And his face says, "What happened?" <laughs> and she's like, "We need to use your phone. Can we call nine one one?" So Jesus, bro. So I got. Sucks. So I got an ambulance rush, and I got rushed to the. Um, I got rushed to the um, hospital. They had to do full wraps on full right. wrap on my face. I had third degree burns on all on the right side of my face and no skin. Shit, skin grafts, bro. I didn't need skin grafts. No, they're like you're young enough. We'll just keep it wrapped and hope your skin grows back right. They're like make sure you moisturize every day. Just moisturize every day, ah. and you shouldn't have any scarring. You can't even tell it happened. No, it looks pretty good. But um, my dad um, served in Desert Storm. And he walked into the room and had to leave. Couldn't come in the room because just seeing my face like that was giving him flashbacks to when he was in Kuwait. Mm-hmm, that's fucking. He was, he was saying he was saying it so bad, and my stepmom still to this um, still to this, still laughs about it. She's like, "Oh, oh my god! When we got in there, you were crying. You were like, Desiree, Desiree, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I left the microwave open." She's like, you were, because I was so hopped up on painkillers. Right, right. She's like, it was so hilarious. It was the one thing you were concerned about was he left was the, the microwave, microwave open. on. She, you, you left water on the floor and the microwave is open. Fuck. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I think the, so I had one more work injury happen, but this one was more recent. This one had happened like about a year and a half ago. So I was, um... I worked for, like, so, uh, you know, it's the same company. It was a build-up site, you know, a brand-new site that I was basically told was going to have a lot of promises, but I later learned was fucking fed to me on a silver platter, but it was a bunch of shit they were trying to feed me. Anyway, I went there. Things were going good for a couple months, but I get this injury, like, uh, I'm walking one night. Now, first off, the walking in this job site required, so, oh, let me back up a little bit. I was the assistant director. There was the security director. I'm the assistant director. We're starting up this site by ourselves. We're learning what patrols work, what don't. The building hadn't even opened up yet. Fucking what we both had to do, including the third guy who was just a patrol officer, is walk 13 miles a shift, basically, upstairs and all this stuff. I'm a big guy. I'm losing some weight, sure. But one day I realized, you know, like, I jumped off of the last step a little too hard and my foot hurt for a while. I was like, oh, fuck. For the rest of the night, it hurt to, like, turn it inward. And I was like, oh, what the hell, dude? And so, like, a couple of days go by and it's just getting worse and worse. It hurts to lay on. hurts to even, like, have it in the air. And I'm like, I got to go to the doctors. I think I tore something. And sure enough, I tore some tendons in my ankle. And that's when I found out I had gap. <laughs> so to make matters worse, that's what it was. Right. And, yeah, I was like, I had to limp around for a while. And finally, I told the guy, like, hey, this isn't going to... I can't walk on this. And so he's like, that's fine. He sent me back to the account manager that ran the play, uh, ran our account for that specific client. And he was like, hey, you're going to do some administrative work for me for a while. And I ended up doing that for a couple months, actually. It took months for me to heal from that shit. But 
hurt so bad. Even hurt bad when it was healing. Like, that was the worst part was actually healing. Fucking suck, man. My foot would get, like, several sizes too big. I could see the injury because some of the blood vessels popped and shit in my foot. Like, it looked like shit. I thought I was going to have to get it drained. But they were like, you'll be fine. You're young. Like, you're young enough to survive. <laughs> um, shit, we probably should get this closed up. Actually went over our little limit. <laughs> right. Do you got anything you want to add to it or no? Um, I don't believe so i think that we are all good yeah we pretty much reached the end of the road i mean not much stories we can tell now because we're both still pretty young we're uh, young blood <laughs> right well we want to take this moment to thank you guys for listening and please help us get them numbers up start listening every episode <laughs> every view counts all i gotta do is jack them numbers up by going to the the website that's www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com that's exactly what's going to happen if I don't get these videos up. Thanks, guys, for listening. Austin, buddy, I'll see you on Wednesday.